Hey, it's the Baldy Bishops. Oh, such a one, Matt. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Well, yeah, I'm doing good. God is good. And uh, the gospel is still powerful, regardless of yesterday. Mm. What's, what's significant about yesterday, Alan? <laughs> Our, that Arsenal dreams are potentially crushed. So. A lot of development since last week. I, I feel yeah. like a bit of a prophet <laughs> from what we said last week about Arsenal. No. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. looking grim, isn't it? Yeah, it's not over yet. No, it's not. But it, it looks like it might be. So to be fair, as a Man United supporter, I would rather see Arsenal win it than mm. Man City. Mm. So I am pulling for Arsenal to win it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Oddly enough. Yeah, let's keep praying about it. <laughs> but, but yesterday was a decent day, wasn't it? Um, in terms of what we were able to do in the morning. like Really enjoyed um FIC. What was that? A local? What do you call it? A local conference or a local so, something? Local something. It's really good. Nice time. Good to hang out with some of the pastors I've gotten to know yeah. uh, over the last eight months, and you know quite well. And then yeah. just meeting some new people as well. It's lovely. Yeah, it was, it was lovely. The theme of, of the day wasn't it? The our partnership in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Some principles. I mean, some of the principles yesterday, like how churches can work together despite some differences. I really feel like it plays into what we've been looking at in our actual church life and in this this series we've been looking at. Like yeah. some of those principles are like this is what we're trying to do, you know. Absolutely. So that was great. It was really yeah. encouraging. That feels like a amazing segue. Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> we've we've been looking at gospel community and and what that would look like um, if we were to live it out in, in our culture in our day and time. And, and again I want to emphasize before we get into this stuff, this is this is good preaching. Mm. Presumably, mm. it's good preaching, but hard living. Yeah, it's it's not you know. So as as you and I are chatting about these things on the podcast, I don't want our listeners to to get the wrong idea about where we're coming from. We don't have it all figured out. Yeah, and we're not perfectly living these things out. Yeah, we're but just we cl- see them in scripture. We're striving for these things. That's it, man. We're just closer than most people. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just joking. Yeah, no, honestly, like, yeah, as you know, like. Been talking to you this morning, like my the way I've been this week hasn't been 100% positive, and it has an impact on how I treat people. And I've tried to be, I've, I've been repentant of that, asking God for grace, um, to live out this one another stuff. So, yeah, it's 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 literally impossible if Jesus isn't working in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, it's really good. So, so far in this gospel community series, we've We've, we've been looking, uh, in, the, in the first lesson, actually, we, we looked at how chapters 1 to 11 deal with our gospel identity mm-hmm. and how that only ever leads to gospel community. Yeah. So as we have our identity in the gospel and we bask in our identity in the gospel, we will only ever come to the therefore of the beginning of chapter 12, which says, therefore, beloved brethren, uh, or however he says it, by the mercies of God, yeah. which is referring to, alluding back Everyone to verses else. 1 to 11. Yeah. Um, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Yeah. So, negative to positive. That's how God goes. So mm-hmm. first, he says, gospel community, gospel community, sorry about that, looks like these negative things. Mm-hmm. So don't do this. So he says, don't judge your, your brother, right? Yeah. Um, he, well, he gets to that in the next chapter of that. But before that, he's, he's dealing with all these different aspects of gospel community. But last week, we looked at don't unjustly judge your brother. In other words, don't assume that your brother has sinful intentions whenever he is exercising his Christian liberties. Yeah. And uh, he goes from that and says, rather edify one another. Mm. So just to, 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 
push the context back into this. Um, could you readdress kind of what the, uh, the, the Roman Greco context is here? Right. Jews exiled, Jewish Christians exiled from Rome with their Jewish community. Uh, so you got five years of Gentile Christians being become, and so the, ch- the church is becoming much more Gentile. Uh, the Jews come back five years later, very different from how they left it. Uh, they have convictions. The Gentiles don't have, don't share those convictions, and now they're going to try and um, come together as a as a, as a church. Or there's probably not one church in Rome. There's probably mm-hmm. multiple churches mm-hmm. in, in different different areas in the in the Roman city. Um, but these Jews are coming back into those areas and coming back into those churches, and it's remarkably different from how they left it. And there's tension because these are these are convictions that they have. Um, about what's right and wrong when it comes to liberty issues. Yeah, and, and some of these some of these preferences and convictions go back a millennia mm-hmm. for them. You know, in, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, e- even through the the like uh, the exile, the four hundred silent years. You know, being in exile, a lot of this really developed and, and took yeah. on a life of its own, didn't it? Big time, yeah. Um, so as we come to chapter fourteen uh, or chapter fifteen today, we're taking the context chapter 14 with us and it was dealing with with gospel liberties last week and christian liberties and what do you think was the biggest emphasis that paul was giving in chapter 14 uh in our differences we can we're we're, we're still united to one another despite our differences so we, we don't let our differences divide us but rather let our unity um cause us to build each other up so yeah looking for the good in in one another being focused on building up rather than tearing down, mm. um, despite these differences when it comes to gospel liberty. Let, letting our brother have his liberties, and then the brother who has his liberties not rubbing it in the face of the mm. of the brother who doesn't share those same liberties. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, the the biggest bone of contention among these Greeks and Romans, um, according to the passage, was apparently meats offered to idols, mm-hmm. and how leftover meats from pagan worships worship uh, services were were sold in the market. Mm-hmm. Some would say, I'm not going to eat that because it was offered to idols, um, presumably the Jews. And then the, the Greeks would say, but hang on, it's not a real God anyway, so it doesn't matter. So yeah. We're worshiping them. So one could eat it and not have their conscience defiled. The other could not. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the weak brother cannot, the strong brother can, but bear with the weak is what we get to in, in this very next chapter. Um, so do, do you have chapter 15 up? Yep. Do you mind reading uh, verses 1 to 4? Right? Yeah, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. We'll get to the rest of it here in a minute, but the he's, again, he's dealing with these same issues. You can see the same context is being carried in, yeah, in chapter we then, fourteen, yeah, chapter fifteen, um, and using a lot of the same language as the weak edification, all these types of things, and uh, and he says the things that were written before, the things that the the the, the Jews were holding so so tightly to as well, um, they were written for what purpose for patience and comfort of the scriptures we might have hope hmm. right so then we get to verse number five which says now may the god of patience and comfort so the same god that was referred to in verse number four the god of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded hmm. toward one another according to christ jesus hmm. 
so the command, the, the gospel community command. It's actually, it's funny because we've, we've been dealing with negatives in the previous chapter, and now God moves on to the positive. Mm. So it's no longer, don't judge one another. Mm. Now it is, um, here are the positive things to do. And he says, be like-minded. Yeah. Um, and I think the word bear in verse number one is really important, isn't it? Yeah. What you said last night was really helpful, actually. Yeah. So, because because in our in our modern kind of vernacular, the word bear is like to tolerate. Yeah. So I'm gonna bear this person. I'm yeah. Bear the presence. It automatically has this negative thing to it, like oh, I have to bear, I have to bear with you today and bear with this situation, and it it's like I don't want to be in this scenario, but here we are, and I mm. just have to tolerate it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So 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 bear is actually you know to to put it in a New Testament context, um, um, bear one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. To fulfill the law of Christ, so propping one another up, yeah. which leads to the word edification, verse number two, which means mm-hmm. to build up. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, more than tolerate, it's support one another. You were saying it's like so not it's not tolerate one another. It's you hear strong support, mm-hmm. support them, support, and it's support their scruples. Like you know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not you know like hey you know encourage your brother, uh, help them, build them up. Um, what, a, what a difference that is to like tolerate the, these annoying people in your life. You know, you, you tolerate a bad ankle, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that, I, that beautiful thing in verse two, the pleasing of your neighbor. So not mm-hmm. pleasing ourselves, but that, that conscious um, question of how can I please my neighbor? Not, not in a sinful way, but leading to them being built up in Christ. So very good. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there, there is this mention of patience and comfort and God being the God of patience and comfort. And the reason I think that's important is in in living out this principle of being like-minded toward one another, I think that's very important. God is trying to produce patience and comfort in us mm-hmm. so that we'll treat others with patience and comfort. It's beautiful. So this is not something we can work up on ourselves. And that's, mm-hmm. the, that's why we did Gospel Lens before we've done Gospel Community, because... Um, I can't treat you with patience and comfort consistently and properly, but God in me can. can mm. So yeah, and it says at the end of verse five, according to Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's so important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The, the, not, not only is Jesus empowering us, but Jesus has actually given us a pattern, left yeah. as an example mm-hmm. uh, to, to follow as well. So how did how did Christ treat us? Well, you know what? Um, let this mind be in you. It's talking about being like minded. Mm-hmm. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, mm. took him, made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of man, and being found in fashion as a man. I have to quote the whole thing or I can't think of what it says. Uh, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Mm. So when you talk about bearing, when you talk about edification, mm. when you talk about uh, bearing the reproach, patience, comfort, we see all of that in, in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, so Jesus is our example, but he's also our empowerer. That's and that's it. so vital to understand. Mm. Like we, we're, all we're doing is following Jesus by the strength that Jesus gives us mm. to live this way in, mm. in gospel community. And I love what's said in verse number six, one mind, one mouth. And, it says, and, and the end is this, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right, so that's that's the end. That's the goal. Glorify mm. um, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. But it says with one mind, with one mouth. Mm. That's something to think about. And isn't that something for a church to strive mm-hmm. for? Mm-hmm. You know, to have one mind, one mouth as we glorify God together. Yeah, with all these differences, mm-hmm. like that. That's the thing. Like he's not. You know, be like minded isn't saying. Uh, 
uniformity of thought. Yeah, not some cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah. It's saying like even in your differences, be like minded, because the ultimate desire <clears throat> of every believer should be the glory of God and uh, and Jesus Christ. So yeah, <laughs> what that one mind is is how do we glorify God in all of this? Mm-hmm. And that one mouth glorifying Him together, Jew and Gentile, whatever differences are in that in that church. Yeah. So so following on this theme of Jew and Gentile and this this strain and struggle that there would have been all the scruples. <laughs> um, in verse number seven, do you mind reading that? Receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Yeah. So um, that could be rendered welcome. So receive mm. or or welcome. Mm-hmm. And this this is difficult, right? This is really really difficult thing for us for us to do, especially in anglicized British society. <laughs> our 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 home is our castle, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea. There's a, it's it's our fortress. So we're not very willing to let people into our lives. We're not very willing to receive people and welcome people in. It's a big struggle. Mm. But he says, here is, again, here's your barometer. Here's your measurement. Okay. It says in verse number seven, receive one another just as Christ also received us. So I have have a question at the end of verse seven. It says, to the glory of God. Mm. So is that Jesus received us to the glory of God? Or is it receive one another to the glory of God? So is it is it saying like, or is it both like, so if I receive you the way Jesus received me, mm-hmm. then I actually bring glory to God? Do you think that's what it's saying? Or is yeah, it the other I, way? I think both are implied, especially yeah. if you take on consideration at the end of verse number six, that it says, when we're like-minded, we'll glorify God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. So, like, oh, I want to serve God. I want to bring Him glory. Well, here's here's one of the ways to do that: receive one another like Jesus did. Yeah, absolutely. That brings glory to the Father. Yeah. That that well that warm welcome, uh, despite the differences, mm. into your home, into your heart, uh, and when you gather in the assembly, brings glory to the Father. Very good. Yeah, but but again, we 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 have to get to the heart, the heart of it, the underlying bit of it. What's how do we get there? Because it's not something we can just work up, right? Mm-hmm. So verse number, verse number 13, I think, is really uh, really revealing as to all of this behind it. And by the way, let me just say, um, verse number 9, we get back to the Jew-Gentile issue again, the gen- that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy. Mm-hmm. So as a Gentile, I don't deserve to be here were it not for Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve to be united and reconciled to God in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but God in His mercy has brought me in. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really really important. That's how Christ received me to the glory of God. But how do we get there? How do we get to where we're willing to invite people in that we might deem unworthy and undeserving under normal circumstances? Yeah, verse, verse, 13, verse thirteen. Yeah. I think it's powerful. I may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abide in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Joy and peace in believing isn't that a mm. beautiful expression? Mm. When when you when you trust in, when you trust in an individual with perfect character, who's never broken one promise, who's never had a single ill thought towards you as their child, mm. who's never done you wrong in any way, how can it not produce joy and peace yeah. in believing over and over and over and over yeah. again? It's beautiful. It's even the joy and peace isn't something I work up in myself. You know, my, now I may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace mm-hmm. uh, so that you will abound in hope as you're filled with this joy and peace. And that's all by the power of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So this is a, to, to, to have this joy and peace is a gracious gift from, from the Father. 
uh, that affects how we treat one another then. And, and it's only as we're filled with the Holy Spirit that mm-hmm. we can experience the three things mentioned here, which is joy, peace, hope, power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you highlighted, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you highlighted um, not long ago uh, the difference between faith and hope. Mm, do, yeah. do you mind just expanding on that a little bit? Uh, faith is, so my, oh man, yeah. <laughs> my, as I have faith, then I have hope. So faith, my hope comes from my faith. So I have faith in God's character and I have faith in his promises. I have faith in his ability. So then that gives me hope for the future, hope for the present. Yeah. yeah. So Very good. And, there, and there's power in that, isn't it? The, the, in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the one enabling us. Mm-hmm. To have joy, peace, hope, power, and, and, and faith, really, implied in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we receive people, but we can only receive one another into our lives um, as we're filled with the Holy Spirit, as yeah. the Holy Spirit's enabling us to do that. But here's, here's, here's the question. Why, why is it sometimes difficult for us to receive one another? It's pride, man. Pride. Because you can't do gospel community without it, can you? Yeah. You, 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 so yeah, if you're not receiving, so we got we got my my pride, <clears throat> um, my pride, which would be quicker to judge people's sins than my, see my own sin. I just like a practical application of this. So you know, I I, I felt wronged um, recently, and I was like struggling with with like feelings towards the person being wronged, and. And instead of like meditating on the thing that they did, it was like I meditated instead on how Jesus, well, how Jesus treats me when I when I'm wrong, <laughs> which is very very consistently wrong, and He's consistently merciful, and it just changed my outlook on it all. You know, like wow, you've been so merciful to me, I can extend that mercy to other people. So, um, but if I'm if I'm not if I'm not meditating on the gospel, and instead I'm meditating on the wrongs that people have done towards me. There's no way I'm going to receive them, you know. So that's mm. an obstacle. Um, mm. My pride, my my meditating on their wrongs rather than re- remembering who I am mm. and, and how God treats me. Mm. Also, there's, there's an element of mistrust, which we'll come back to in the next principle as well. Mm. It's difficult to trust someone that you've never opened your life to before. Mm. And so the only way to build that trust is to receive one another. Mm. Mm. And that leads us to the next one, which is in verse 14. Um, which is admonish one another. Mm. And uh, I'm just going to read that out. Now, I myself am confident concerning you, which is quite a statement from Paul, saying these, he, has, he has trust in these individuals, right? Mm-hmm. I'm confident in you, my brethren, that you are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Yeah. yeah. Now, he says, I'm confident of you. He has trust in him, right? Um, and, and really, in principle, it's only after verse 7 that you can have the trust of verse 14. So he's, he's seen God at work in their lives, and he's seen that they're trying to follow the Lord mm. just as he is. Mm. And, and we mentioned this, this uh, aspect of depositing. So you don't just get there overnight where suddenly mm-hmm. you're able to admonish one another or receive admonishment from someone yeah. else. It, it, it takes investment, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, but he says he says this. You can admonish one another because of two prerequisites, right? You're full of goodness, mm. and what what do you th- what do you think that speaks of? Full of goodness. What's he trying to communicate? A character, <clears throat> like the character that you have. Like Jesus is working this character in you. So your your motivations, your desires, 
are, are changed and being changed because the Holy Spirit is working in you, mm-hmm. the verse 13 stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of it kind of goes back in some ways in principle, back to what we were talking about last week with the principle of edification, not tearing down but building up. Mm-hmm. So when a brother or a sister is, um, is exercising their Christian liberty, to not assume the worst about mm-hmm. them, not assume that they have sinful intentions for doing what they do. And there's this element of goodness that is implied in being able to admonish one another, mm-hmm. that the other person would trust you enough to know that you have the best of intentions for them because they believe that you're following the Lord, that you're yeah. filled with the Holy Spirit, joy and peace and hope. Yeah, and God. yeah that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then there's the other phrase, not just full of goodness, but filled with, with all knowledge. Yeah. And that, I mean, if you're filled with all knowledge, but you're not full of goodness, that's just disaster. In the mm. Corinthians, you know, yeah. you, you have all knowledge well done, but knowledge makes you an arrogant jerk. Whereas to be filled with goodness and knowledge mm. is a beautiful thing because you, you, you know, yeah. It's, it's the right balance, isn't it? It's yeah. the perfect balance. Yeah. But, but again, that's, that's only a balance that we can get as we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. And that'll be so, uh, Ephesians says this differently, full of goodness, filled with knowledge, able to admonish one another. Sounds mm. a lot like able to speak the truth in love, you know? Mm, so you're yeah. speaking, you're admonishing, and it's the mm. truth filled with knowledge and love full of goodness, you know? Very good. There's a quote, and I'm not sure who it's by, but um, um, truth without love, or truth, love without truth is hypocrisy, and truth without love is brutality. Mm. Mm. So there's this balance, isn't mm. there? We have, to, we have to have both. We can't compromise one for the other. Yeah. Um, so what does admonish mean? Admonish means to to put in mind. To, to it really quite literally it means to gently caution or correct. But it doesn't. It's it's not always corrective. Mm. Sometimes it's just to to make someone aware of something. Mm. Um, so if we're admonishing one another, how might that look in in our church? Why might I need to be admonished by you today, Alan? Ooh, I'm uh, looking for specific. <laughs> well, Matt, let's think. I have a list if you Nothing want. Nothing too personal. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think more about what this word means. Sorry. Um, I know you said it last <clears throat> night. Was it gentle correction? Yeah, gentle um, caution or uh, correction. Yeah, yeah instruct, <clears throat> instructing one another. So, mm-hmm. man, like, and it's not like, he's not writing this pa- this letter to pastors or to church leaders. He's saying, you, I'm, I'm confident concerning you all, my brothers, mm-hmm. like the, all of you, that you're able to do this. So it's, it's the... It's the shepherding of one another. It's the pointing mm. each other to the gospel um, in our suffering. When, when, when we have gospel amnesia, when, when our suffering causes us to forget God's goodness, I need someone to step alongside and say, "Hey, don't you know? Here's here's the gospel. Here's here's the promises of God. Mm. Not in a patronizing way, but in a weeping with me way. Mm. Uh, in my sin, I need my brother or, or sister to gently." help me see the sinfulness of it but at the same time how god is able to forgive me Mm. and 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 restore me back to the way he wants me to live so 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 give me a wrong example and a right example of how to admonish my brother or sister well if it's if it's their suffering so if if i'm admonishing someone in suffering it's not just like um oh yeah you'd be all right you know why you know it's not a big deal it's it's gently getting alongside and and feeling that pain with them stepping into the scenario Mm. um that, that like tell me more about how you feel um and, and you know okay so their suffering might not be as big as someone else's suffering but it's very real to them and, and suffering hurts and you know if someone's sitting there with a 
a bleeding arm, it's painful even if they if they haven't just had a heart attack, you know. So yeah, it's, yeah. well, it's not a heart attack. So it's <laughs> it's uh, stepping into the into the pain with them, yeah. um, and, and gently hearing what they have to say, and in, in, in some way finding a way to um, compassionately point them to Jesus. Whether that's saying, "How can I be praying for you right now?" and then pray with them, um, or what promises of Scripture have you been have have been a help to you in the last few days? So you're kind of letting them do it and you're just gently reminding and if it's a sin that they're involved in it's not pointing pointing the finger it's not you know it's not coming in anger that you've been wronged it's coming in that humility of like it could have been me doing this and it probably will be me next time sinning in this way um and how would i want to be gently corrected so Mm. yeah things like that galatians 6 verse 1 if a brother is overtaken in a fault you who are spiritual Restore that one in the spirit of meekness, yeah. considering yourself, unless you also be tempted. Yeah. And again, this is only possible if you're filled with goodness and filled with knowledge, which mm-hmm. is only possible if verse 13, the God of hope is filling you with joy and peace by the, by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it's only, it's only as you're deeply connected to Jesus Christ that you're able at all mm-hmm. to admonish one another in the way that Paul is telling us to do it in verse 14. Man, that's really good. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the word compassion a minute ago. They're hurt in my heart, mm-hmm. so I can't approach. Uh, I can't approach admonishing yeah. um, someone without yeah. that, right? And and so part of the course I'm doing has been so helpful, man. Um, suffering, no sin is a form of suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I see my brother sin, that that's a f- even though they're sinning, maybe their sins against me, but it's actually a form of suffering because it's they're not living out the human the humanity that Jesus has called them to. Mm-hmm. So they're still bound in some way, they're still enslaved in some way, they're still walking in the flesh in some way, and so it might be it might be hurtful what they've done to you. It might be offensive. It it is wrong what they've done, but it's actually a form of suffering. Mm-hmm. It's it's a form. It's they're not walking in the freedom and the joy that Jesus has given humanity. So seeing it like that can help you see their sin. Even even if it's against you in a compassionate way, which is very difficult yeah. as the Holy Spirit's working in us. Mm. Very good. So, so that leads us to the next point. And we're not going to tarry as long as we did last night on this, but uh, strive together in prayer in verse number 30. Mm-hmm. Do you mind reading that out? Yeah, I beg you, brothers, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. So this this idea of striving together, and and I, and I love that he mentions uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Spirit. Um, so and, and again, there's this idea of being filled with the Spirit, the love of the Spirit. And and here's the point: the, the unity that we have in the Spirit should only fuel our prayer with one another. Yeah. So the individual communion that we have with God should fuel our corporate yeah. uh, love and, and striving. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. My my one to one communion leads to. A united community. Yeah. So, oh, so what? Do you hear what I did? Wow, that's, that's good, good mate. Say that again. Can you say? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh. My one on one, my one to one communion with the Lord leads to a united community that's with it. my brothers that's and it. sisters. That's it. That's, and that's that's the big idea, isn't it? And that's that's why he says. And I love the word strive. Right. So mm. strive together. It means to band together and struggle. Mm. You know, um, I don't. It's not, not that I recommend the movies and and all this, but uh, you know, you have these these movies, Band of Brothers. Mm. These, you know, and and you have these these soldiers. And the picture I get when I see the word strive together and to band together is these soldiers just coming together and yeah. battling together, just mm-hmm. moving forward and pressing on together. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything that we've we've said a minute ago, even even admonishing mm-hmm. just a moment ago. If, if your admonishing doesn't lead to this... Yeah, you're doing it wrong. Then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, because 
these are these are Jews and Greeks who are who are, the temptation is disunity, uh, and yet Paul is calling them to unity, not just like love one another, but fight together not mm. fight against one another but mm. fight together in prayer like so so division in the body over these gospel liberties actually leads to the breakdown of of, of a prayer life the breakdown of the gospel being able to go out into the society around us mm. and so for the sake of the gospel um for the sake of the glory of god and for the sake of the gospel we we should live in unity with one another mm. and sometimes that looks like coming alongside of someone and saying um Right, so, so like this is wrong mm-hmm. scripturally, mm-hmm. and but it's not just this is wrong, and I'm not trying to condemn you. How how can I help you? Mm-hmm. How can I help you move on? And after we've we, we've had this spirit of repentance, and after we're moving on together, so now let's labor in prayer together. Right, because because right. if I see sin as a form of suffering, mm-hmm. then I'll deal with your sin the way I deal with any of your suffering, which is how can we. Yeah. Dot dot dot. How can yeah. we fight this? How can we get through this together? Let's brother? band together. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, so the last one. Just to jump past all these uh, notes. This is the last one in, in in chapter sixteen, and verse number sixteen. We have the last one another of of Romans, um, which is greet one another with a holy kiss. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which is which is interesting. Right? Which I've been trying to do with you for eight months, man. <laughs> yeah. You just keep no. resisting. Sorry, me. man. No. no. <laughs> Personal space. Why disobey the scripture? <laughs> so, so he's been talking about greet this person, greet that person. I don't know how many he lists from from verse eight down to verse number fifteen. Yeah, I can't remember. But just loads of them. Actually, from verse uh, wow, from from, top, from yeah. verse five on. Yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's he's definitely placing an emphasis here. So mm-hmm. it's not like he just says this in passing and greet mm-hmm. one another with a holy kiss. And of course, a lot of the, the idea of kissing um, was was certainly uh, cultural yeah. in that day and time. But the principle of it, how might that look this week in Blurton Baptist Church or whatever yeah. church? So it's familial. So I'm greeting you as I greet a member of my family because mm-hmm. you actually are my brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. So how I greet my family, or how, no, maybe not, maybe you don't greet your family very well, but how I'm meant to greet my family <laughs> is how I greet you my brother you my sister so you know i embrace i show warmth you know it doesn't maybe maybe not physical contact i don't know but there's warmth and there's affection and there's a there's a smile on your face there's a a genuine care uh an actual how are you today Mm. um and and a and a gladness to see one another like when you're when you're fat when you're good friends who you haven't seen for a few weeks come or a few months we just had sarah and tobias come down recently and just so happy to see them and spend a lot of time together and just loving with loving on each other praying together and that that general that genuine affection we have for one another mm-hmm. that's what verse 16 saying um it's not just a perfunctory handshake and a you're right you're right mate in part ways it's a it's a gladness to see one another yeah but but i th- i think and yes amen to everything <laughs> um i'm not this isn't a correction this yeah, is yeah. adding to what you said you don't you don't get there unless you've done what the previous one another have said yeah 100 so, so, yeah. so you're not going to come to one another and be happy to see one another and lovingly embrace one another when you yeah. see each other if you're not praying for one another admonishing one another yeah. striving together yeah yeah so if if you're admonishing me in a in a ugly on christ-like way if you're not tolerating with my weaknesses and frailties if you're not trying to build me up 
when I see you, it's going to be very hard to mm-hmm. <laughs> to greet you in this way, mm-hmm. which is sad because sometimes we make it difficult for our brothers and sisters to fulfill verse sixteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can you could we can each think of people in our own lives that it's it's you can imagine trying to do verse sixteen and and it's like that's going to be really hard. And and you know may God help you to see where you're like that in other people's lives, mm-hmm. so you stop being that hindrance for them, mm-hmm. so that our churches become a place where the holy kiss, not yeah. not the physical holy kiss, the, yeah. the <laughs> high culture applies to yeah. us, um, can be lived out in, in our in our churches. Beautiful. These are good things and they're lofty, but the the reality of the situation is as we're moving toward a close, is that this is only possible in correlation with our connection to Christ mm-hmm. and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It can't yeah. happen without those two factors. Yeah. And, and, and I just, we were talking about this few, like earlier this week. Imagine this church in Rome, all, all these different churches in Rome who are, who are this, this division is starting to show and the, 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 maybe even like, maybe there's now like little churches that are got, we are the meat eating church. We are the vegetable only and it's sad, you know, and the division that's coming up um, and they read the letter to the Romans and it's verse 16, greet one another with a holy kiss. Mm-hmm. And these people who've been divided from one another start saying brother, sister, mm-hmm. and there's affection. Mm-hmm. There's, there's striving in prayer. There's that gentle admonishing. Um, how, how beautiful that would be to have been a fly on the wall in those days watching mm-hmm. this this epistle being read and then applied to their lives. Seeing the holy kiss in action. Yeah. Would have been profound wouldn't it yeah uh, yeah because of the differences yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah jews and gentiles you have nothing to do with one another who didn't even eat together mm-hmm. um now in christ kissing as as brother and sister uh, uh, remarkable stuff so amen well lord let it be so in our lives this week mm-hmm. amen amen Thank you for listening to the Body Bishops podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us at bodybishops at gmail.com. And we don't have social media, so you can get hold of us on the Blurton Baptist Facebook or Instagram. Let's go get an O-cake. Cool.